Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. And I'm David. This week, we have another, like, a bunch of grab bag headline type things where they're not necessarily, like, an hour on them, but we have thoughts, and we figured the fun way to organize them again would be what we did last time, which people really liked, and I also really liked, so we're going to do it again. Headlines in a hat. Headlines in a that hat. That sounded way weirder than I thought it was. If Ellis was here this week, he would have made a uh, sound. <laughs> a sound, yeah. yeah. He had music ready for yeah. it and everything. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Matt Black everything hat. Shop.mkbh.com. Oh, just saying call. it looks sick. Good call. I can't put it on because there's a bunch of you headlines You can put it in on it. and then I could just kind of put my fingers in there. and yeah, it might be harder to get the to headlines get out of them. No, that's a little bit. It's just going to go everywhere. Sorry. It's going to go yeah. everywhere. Cool. Yeah. We're good. So what's the <laughs> format? So you're just going to, you hold the hat and we just go around and pick. And yeah, read. yeah. I have, but I, I put the full headline too. So you read out the headline. We'll also post all of the headlines in the show notes for anyone yeah. who wants to read it. But mm-hmm. okay, I was going to say who wants to go first, but Marquez oh. is reaching well, already. So, like well, so I was shaking like it in shaking the middle. In front of me. I'm, I'm taking one. I'm taking a, head, a headline. Here we go. I'll gladly go second. First one. The headline that I've grabbed. It's like a fortune cookie. It does. Yeah. It's like kind one. of folded like one too. <laughs> Comcast's latest Wi-Fi 6 device aims to keep you online during a storm. Cool. I think I saw this headline before. Was it I, this because it like switches to cellular or something? Yeah. Has... I'll, I'll, I want to preface this by saying I don't like giving Comcast credit. So <laughs> I think we can all just throw that out there at first. Are but you, yeah. were you a Comcast customer? I still am. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. It's okay. You're going to get zero up and zero down for the next like two weeks. <laughs> to be fair, my internet is the best part about Comcast. I get great internet right. speeds from it and that all works. My TV, another story. Anyways. I thought this was pretty cool. They're basically have this like modem router combo that is like they're calling storm ready. So in case of a power outage, it can switch to cellular 10G service. Whoa. It said, which was I've never heard of 10G, Wait, but John mentioned that. all of those. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trump was only looking for 60. <laughs> Do they just mean gigabit? Comcast was like Do they maybe, just mean gigabit? I don't know. 10, 10 gigabit cell- cellular service though? I don't know. <laughs> I, we can pull up the article <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. mention it, but Essentially switching to cellular service and a four-hour battery backup. So if you go down, you're not, most things are saved anyways, but you're not losing stuff and you can still, you know, browse the internet for a bit. That's good it up. the number one worst thing about power outage for the first 15 minutes is usually that the internet just went down. Yeah. And then you slowly realize all the other things are off, but that's the first thing. 
yeah. usually notice. I think it's a, I feel like this is a pretty cool idea. I kind of like it. It's only available with um, Xfinity service, obviously, um, through their own stuff. It is $252 for the modem or $7 a month. And surprisingly, the cellular service is included in that. So mm-hmm. I, I think, I'm not sure if that tax on top of what, if you're already like renting a, the modem or router from them or whatever, but I don't think the price is that much different from normal renting from them. Yeah. Um, I think this is all pretty cool. Wait, so d- does it only work with their routers? Um, I, th- it like, w- yeah, I think it's only with their routers. That's depressing. I'm guessing it's just like a you might be able to uh, basic backup. Yeah, like it's not I would super fast. It's yeah. it's an interesting idea. My one thing is like, normally when the power goes out, it's for like a day because just like the power doesn't go out as much anymore, and there's mm-hmm. for like really really bad storms. So four hours will give me that initial. I think fix, but uh, yeah, this is smart both on their end and like it only makes sense for their routers because they have Comcast Xfinity Wireless or something. Mm-hmm. Xfinity, they have oh. they have a cellular network now. Okay, so they probably build those bands into the routers, and yep. that's why they only work on these routers, which is very smart for them because then it gets them to uh, have you rent it on month yeah, by month basis. Sure. I hate the fact that you always have to rent routers from these companies by default. Um, but it makes sense because they have they have bands in there. Whereas like Asus or whatever router company you use for your router is not going to have like 4G bands. Through right. this, wouldn't you? Because at this point now, the modem and router are the same thing through major cable companies like this. Like I have the Xfinity gateway at home, but I plug it into my Orbi <clears throat> Wi-Fi system. So yeah. would I not be able to use my, my wireless router as just then the internet plug goes wired into that oh. and then I hook up from like I, th- but I think I could coupled, do that. Do they have a coupled modem router that they sell you? Is it's that just what? one thing. It's one box. It's okay. just one box. That so that's why. Both. So yeah. then but then what I do is I just then wire that out, turn the Wi-Fi oh, off on that. Maybe. And then so I still think you'd be able to do that. I can't tell the difference between internet service. I'm, it, I'm guessing. I don't want to like. probably could. <laughs> They 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 get really good at knowing exactly what hardware you're yeah. using. My first thought was actually, how would I game this <laughs> to use your? Yeah. Well, to, to use a cellular, I don't know if it's that great that I would want to use a cellular. But if it was like, I would just unplug it from the wall, and it would think, oh, the power's out, and then it would start giving me cellular for four hours until I plugged it back in. That, I don't know. Or can works. you like, if you have like an external battery that accepts like an AC power out like a regular plug could you plug it in and get more than four hours because i have like a car battery jump that that could i do more on that Mm. or do they like also plan in the like well we don't want you using that much data so probably (laughs) there's also a four hour limit i think it'll probably just work as long as it has power yeah 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 yeah. that's cool though i think that's that's pretty neat i feel like a lot of people in our world could take that and be on the internet for a while yeah. <laughs> figure out how to make that last longer especially considering um, most power outages only last like an hour or two like that's it's either real short or I feel or like real long two weeks yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah the power went out here the other day or not the power the internet, the internet. for like five oh. minutes and we were all just kind of staring at each other yeah. time to go home <laughs> can I tell Papers you guys flying the power everywhere. outage I had right after the solar video Ye- I might have said that on I don't think you episode. said it on, I didn't say it I, I think you know. told us on slack but not in oh, not oh well in case I didn't mention it I we did the solar roof video and I like talked all about it, the whole thing it was like a half hour video and I mentioned in part of it like if you have a power outage, you literally don't know because the battery just kicks in and like the lights flicker for yeah. a second and then it's just, it oh, switches. all the other houses are dark and <laughs> the street light out the corner is off. I guess I'm on battery power. And literally like the next day driving home or like that weekend, 
there was a huge storm, like a really, really windy storm that blew through right after we had practice. And as I'm driving home, there's like trees in the street and like power outage. And I drove past a huge tree that fell on a power line. And I was like, that's bad. And I got a notification on my phone that said, uh, there's a power outage. There's a power outage for like 12 hours and everything was perfectly fine because I had battery and solar. Dang. Was your internet? You're living off the internet. Everything is still powered and internet was fine. Yeah. Somehow, yeah, the internet yeah, I was gonna say, like, didn't get taken out. What do you, do you have, uh, have Fios. you have Fios? It, isn't it's, it's, under, it's underground, I think right? Fios is it, sometimes is underground. Here's oh, my, underground. my Fios is not underground because I've seen it get knocked out before and be lying in my front lawn. And I had to like point it <laughs> my out. My internet! Like, that, that cable right there, can you plug that back in, please? First. So I, it's not underground. <laughs> huh. But that was fine. It was just like down the block, yeah. the power line got knocked down. Huh. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah, usually fiber is underground. That's crazy. Yeah, it's delicate. Huh. Yeah. But well, uh, imagine this Wi-Fi thing back in Sandy. I feel like my yeah. that would have been so much nicer. I had no power for two weeks after yeah. Sandy. Wow, that, that was, was brutal. That was a lot. Dang. Cool. Huh. All right. Next headline. Next headline. I'm ready, David. <clears throat> I'm ready. Forty thousand dollars <laughs> to spend on the technology. Okay. Uh, samples is a new way to discover YouTube Music's deep library, not shorts. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit in Slack this week. Um, I missed this conversation, so I. Oh, okay. but I thought this was kind of interesting. So something that YouTube Music is doing, which is good because YouTube Music hasn't really updated in a long time and is pretty far behind a lot of other options. Mm-hmm. Um, some things right. that they do are very unique, actually, and I think that a lot of people just haven't really tried them because you have to have YouTube Premium. But Or can you have YouTube Music separate from YouTube Premium? I think you can. <laughs> I think you probably can. Um, can you fact check that? I will indeed. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but basically, samples is this thing that you can do where, or that it's a new tab that they have now in the YouTube Music app where it looks kind of like TikTok, but what it will do is music videos and also officially recorded live shows mm-hmm. of like oh, cool. different bands that you might like will basically play on your phone and it'll just crop the sides out so it's a vertical crop and it plays using like ai it plays the most exciting part of the song got it so it's a music discoverability feature that is similar to similar to like what spotify is trying to do with their tiktok scroll feature <laughs> thing mm-hmm. which i think is which i don't even that. think they're doing anymore i think they I pulled seen out that. of it i yeah. think they stopped that they made it like very prominent on the homepage for a while it was forced on you yeah it was forced on you and now it's like either hidden or they just took it away. I think it's just probably hidden. Yeah, when you mentioned tab on this, I was immediately like, that's what they did right versus yeah. what Spotify did here. Yeah. So I think this is pretty cool. Um, it's a unfortunately only like officially recorded music that's been vetted by like the companies that own the music. Because mm-hmm. I really like like footage that people take at shows. Like I look, I like listening oh, to those kind of things. That would be tough. But considering it's a music discoverability service, I think it's understandable that they want it to be a high quality stream. And YouTube's doing a ton of stuff on copyright also right now in terms of yeah. shorts, so I'm sure that has a, a plays a big role in it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think this is really cool. I wonder if you don't have a music video, they can't really do this, right? So then, yeah. or or the live show, like you mentioned, like yeah, professionally they, recorded. I don't know because they haven't really rolled it out yet, so I'm not really sure if they're going to have like you know how on Spotify they'll have like a repeating kind of just like clip over and over again even if they don't have a music video yeah. Yeah. the artist can upload a like default oh, repeating yeah, clip yeah. to just play in the background yeah 
I don't know if they'll have something like that or sure. if it has to be directly sourced from either a music video or an official live show. I look what Vane Still does because they don't always have music videos, but they'll just have like the album art like on a high res record, like spinning. Yeah. So it kind of looks. I like that. It's a neat visual at least. Yeah. I think YouTube Music used to do that. Uh, not YouTube Music, sorry. Google Play Music. I think, uh, they, I think they used to do the record spinning. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Also, YouTube Music, ten ninety nine a month. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. That's Dang. a lot. Mm, yeah, they've got to be. YouTube I feel premium, like you got to undercut Spotify. There. YouTube Premium is went up recently, though, right? It's like so, eighteen like ninety nine or, or something. Yeah. yeah, I need to look. Didn't that they? Up. I feel like every they all just kind of keep going up slowly. <laughs> yeah, Ever, they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Each one goes up by like two dollars in like staggering form, like What's, over the years. So then they can release a cheaper one that still has They're ads cheap. on it, and you're still oh. paying. I feel yeah. like, um, but I, I mean, obviously. We've seen that TikTok has become somewhat of a music discoverability app, uh, kind of as a secondary nature thing. Like we've realized that we fall in love with really catchy clips of songs. I just wonder if Tik. I still think TikTok might be better at making things mega viral versus this is like if you're yeah. specifically trying to discover. Yeah. But like, not all the time music videos are that interesting to see. So if I'm just swiping through, unfortunately, the first thing that still catches. M- my eye is the visual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So like, I wonder how much I'll be scrolling through this and how quickly I'll, or how long I'll stay around doing Adam, it. Adam, how did, how much did you say that YouTube music is? It's 1099 for an individual plan. Oh, it's 1399 from YouTube premium, which comes with YouTube music. Yep. <laughs> definitely so, do that. That seems like a good deal. Definitely do that. Everyone yeah. that I've ever talked to that has YouTube premium is like, this is the best thing ever, which I completely agree with. But, and if you get the family plan, it's like really cheap. Because you can put six people on it. Something about allegedly access. Well, everyone's to the taking that shit away. Too. Video libraries, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. I agree. So yeah, the more the the TikTokification of the world continues. Want to do one more before ad break? Sure. At least. Okay. I think it's your turn. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, I got the best one. Oh God. <laughs> Did you write mine down at the? At the yeah, bottom? yeah, it's okay. On. Okay. Um. LG now sells this bizarre TV in a suitcase, and I must have it. Sorry, this should have been the headline. Of it the... should have been. I mean, the, I must have it. I didn't write, but I agree. But I also wholeheartedly. Okay, can we? What is this thing called? So just so we are all okay. on the same page. It's the LG released name. something. It's called the <laughs> Stand By Me Go. No, no, no. You added a D. Yeah. Oh, no, no, to be fair, I added the D in the okay. script. Stand by me. It's called the Stand By Me Go. <laughs> I'm going to just explain exactly what this is, and I'm not exaggerating or lying about any of this. It is a briefcase, and the only thing inside the briefcase is a 27-inch LG TV that supports airplay and screen mirroring. And is a touchscreen. And is a touchscreen. Yeah. And a battery. And has Speakers, control. too. And speakers. Built and in. a USB-C port. And that's it. It's just a briefcase that opens up, boom, TV. Uh-huh. And there's... Endless weird scenarios that this becomes like kind of interesting to have this in. I need to also for audio listeners. I feel like if everyone is picturing a suitcase with a TV in it, you're assuming it folds open and the top half of the suitcase just has a screen built into it. Oh no, right? (laughs) That's a fair assumption. No, 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 my friend. (laughs) LG, you know you love or hate LG. They think outside the box, or in this case, inside of a box. But (laughs) it literally has its own stands that (laughs) pops out. Yeah. And can okay. rotate portrait. I, okay. 
Come on. <laughs> the rotation. Okay, so this thing <laughs> this thing pops out and already is like floating in the suitcase, and then mm-hmm. it can rotate 90 degrees to be in portrait orientation. 27-inch screen. Just ridiculous. Like, I don't know why you would ever do that. The whole thing is $1,000. They didn't need to go this hard. That, <laughs> they yes, really did exactly. It. Honestly, this is the most Samsung thing I've ever seen come from not Samsung. This but is, also this LG looks like something no, weird this is, stuff. I feel I like mean, very LG. This is so That's LG. I mean, yeah, yeah, they did the and wing. I love it. They did, the, they did some weird flippy swiveling. <laughs> who did the... Who the did people the, who made the, the wing, wing were walked. like... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wing walked so the Stand By Me Goshi could run. <laughs> who, wait, who did the 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 CES TV that went to portrait? That was Samsung. I thought that was TCL. That's available. No, it's Samsung. Samsung. It's also available to buy. I do not know why anyone wants that. Because who wants to airplay TikToks to their TV that swivels? That seems like what they thought people were going to do. Why did they think that? I don't know. But now you have a briefcase TV. Uh, You're going to do anything with a briefcase TV? Yes. There's a lot of like... Many things. Anytime, this is my favorite thing, anytime you look at an ad for a product, that's your best bet to see how the company who's making the product imagines that the people who buy the product will use it. Yeah. When you pull up this ad, the first thing that pops up is it on a table playing a video of a record player while just playing music out of the speakers Which is very, so it's like you don't it. have a record player but you I have a briefcase it. with a tv in it that plays a video of a record player i love it that's the first video I I love the it. second video <laughs> is the same thing but outside on a pool side table mm-hmm. cool don't, nothing about ip rating by the way just saying uh i wouldn't put it anywhere near a pool is that not in there i, I don't thought, know i didn't see anything that's a good point i have 27 inch 1080p touchscreen um Three-hour battery life speakers. There's not a lot of info on it. Although, Three it's been out for battery. two months internationally, apparently. Yeah, and nobody talked about it because they're crazy. <laughs> this is but the now. best thing ever. We have to get one of these in. I'm so we have sorry. To, yes. I'm going to put this in the office request. Wait, what are some of the other things in the ad? There? There's some others. My favorite is uh, there's a band on a rooftop playing music. And they have it on <laughs> one of the speakers in Portrait live streaming their music on TikTok. I don't know if that means there's a TikTok app built in. No, there's a phone next to it. So it must be screen mirroring from oh, their phone. Oh, they're screen mirroring. Okay. But, but, so they're on TikTok reading comments on yeah. your screen. So you can see your your TikTok comments. That's my favorite Perfect one. creator tool. Packs perfectly into its own suitcase. I, I, I for as this. many cringy creator tools as I see companies try to lean into, this one actually makes Yo, sense. This this one's so you sick. picture the NPC streams on 27-inch screen mirroring? <laughs> picture Yo, that. It, so I the, mean, yeah. I would take this home. Put it on top of my credenza. That's actually my rollable LG TV. And then when I want a smaller screen, I put that. When I want a slightly bigger screen, I roll it out halfway. I'm sorry. This one's the best. <laughs> this one's the best. Just a cat. It's just a cat pawing at a video of an aquarium. <laughs> and probably and accidentally hitting games. the whole button. They, they, they're like playing it. You can play like checkers and like the, chess. The on game it. one's funny, though, because unless both people are standing at it from the front, the suitcase doesn't look like it lays all the way down flat. No, so one part's one always sides. up 90 degrees yeah. at it and like completely blocks off. A we potential need to get player. one of these and I'm sorry. We need it's, to get it's necessary. This is dope tech Marquez. I kind of don't disagree. Bro, just bring this on the plane. <laughs> yes. Whoa, that's <laughs> who an needs, idea. Who needs a vision pro? <laughs> Three hour battery life. That's longer than the vision pro. Four hour. Four hour. This could be the nudes, you know, in like, right. uh, like shady deals. They bring a suitcase full of money. This is how you can make shady crypto deals because you can just bring up your like <laughs> preview my NFT, <laughs> your NFT or your like MetaMask wallet or whatever that is, and then you can just 
you got the goods and he's got the handcuffed suitcase, opens it up, and then he just types in his, his password to his wow. Bitcoin wallet. If you pre-order it now, you get a free $250 LG X-Boom 360 speaker. Why does this look like something you would get if you bought an NFT piece of art and they wanted to like give you a This is cooler than any of the those. <laughs> yeah. It is. It just feels like this is what they would ship it in, is this briefcase. You want to see my board ape? <laughs> in portrait mode <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a that's a solid one this um, is amazing i'm glad it exists thank you lg for continuing to do weird things we appreciate you we need it i need it asap i'm we sorry you might have to get one <laughs> uh we'll take a quick break when we come back we have more headlines in a hat but of course before we take that break let's do some trivia Trivia. Adam, question the one man one. show today. One man show. Still killing him. Messing up a lot here, but it's fine. We're just moving. <laughs> I'm not moving. saying Ellis in the outro. Oh. Wow. Oh, wait. He's still editing this. Just oh, like. yeah. That's true. He is still doing it. <laughs> anyway, so we were talking about YouTube music just a minute ago. Oh, no. What audio codec does YouTube music use? Think on it. I don't even know what I'm thinking. It's is either a trick question or... or I will get it wrong. <laughs> one of the two. Or both. Or both. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Yes. We'll, we'll think about it. The answers, of course, are usually at the end. So uh, we'll be right back. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. Support for the show comes from Anthropic. Companies of all sizes are exploring use cases for AI and finding that it's not a one-size-fits-all game. It's all about finding the right balance between speed and intelligence. Like if you're powering a customer chat experience, you need instant speed at low cost. If you're doing complex R&D or advanced analysis, you need frontier intelligence. Claude 3 from Anthropic offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Claude 3 Opus is their largest and most powerful model that can handle complex tasks and analysis. Sonnet strikes the balance between information and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and most cost-effective model that can execute lightweight actions fast. Anthropic's dedicated to building AI systems that are reliable, interpretable, and steerable. Their multidisciplinary team of researchers, engineers, policy experts, and business leaders designed Claude to elevate the field of generative AI. See for yourself. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. All right, welcome back. Headlines in a hat. There's some more in the hat. That's you just go check. around the horn, right? I go again? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Ta-da. I got one. This you is a did. long... Wow, this is a long fortune. All right. It says, Google Chrome will summarize entire articles for you with built-in generative AI. Yep. To me, this this is the downfall of civilization. <laughs> the this, Michael Scott... That's no, actually no. exactly what I wrote. This right here. Downfall of civilization. 
Yeah. You want to talk about it? I feel like this is pretty obvious. Yeah. No one reads anything anymore. <laughs> so when we first started talking about things like ChatGPT, like when this first came onto the scene and Bard and like also Bing, specifically Bing and how it will like summarize articles for you and all that stuff, we had this long discussion about like, how is the internet still going to work? Because people need to read articles in order to for those websites to get paid to pay the people to write the articles so that people yeah. can read the articles. And, you know, Bing, Microsoft, they kind of just went very haphazard and they're just like, we need to be first, we need to be first, we need to be first. They just put out all these features, didn't really care about how to affect the internet. Google took a very long time mm-hmm. and we were like, they've got a lot to lose. Of course, they're thinking very critically about how this affects writers, all this stuff, how it's going to work. But the more time goes on, it seems like they're not thinking very cr- critically about how this affects writers and stuff. Um, currently, there's something called the Google Search Generative Experience. Which you can I have op- it enabled. Yeah, me too. You can opt into it. Anytime you Google something, it basically like gives you a bullet list of your answer or just things related to your question. And it does give you three so- of the top source links that you can then click into. Not the best, but at least they're trying. With this, um, you'll be on an article, which I guess you already clicked on the article, right? But then you click a button that just says summarize this for me, and it just gives you a bullet, bulleted list of the main points of the article. Yeah, because you're in Chrome. So yeah. you're in Google Chrome, and you pulled up a website, it's got an article on it, and you're like, you know how you probably see sometimes that translate button, where you're like, oh, I pulled up a website, it's Spanish, let me hit the translate button, it automatically gives me the English version. Yeah. Probably just gives you a summarize button. You click that, probably a little bubble pops up over the top of the article, with an ad-free short text box version of like a summary of the article and then you yeah. got your info and then you peace out. I My article reading habits are like, I guess I could kind of divide it into a couple different categories. Like I either read an article for like all of the information in it, like if I'm reading a review, or I'm reading it for like one fact. Command F immediately. One fact, yeah. or I'm reading it for entertainment. <clears throat> Yeah. Like a car review or like some random article about a story that's interesting. And I'm reading it because it's an entertaining article. And I feel like this totally erases all of those. Yes. Like if I'm reading for entertainment, I'm probably, I'm, I don't want to use this feature. I want to read the article anyway for entertainment. But if I came for the fact, like this is going to summarize it and find the fact, just like Command F would. And if I came for uh, like a review, I hate to say it, but this is probably going to do a really good job well, of summarizing a review, too. There's a reason, like, I think it's Android Police or Android Central. Probably all of the Android websites probably do this now. At some point near the end of when I was at Android Authority, everyone started making this, like, what you need to know section at the very top that was just a list of positives and negatives. Just and, deliver then, that. and then they would also do the entire review. Yeah. Um, although for some low low brow stuff that not as many people were interested in, they would just do that. Um, And that already seems like a problem. But there's inherently a very weird tension here because Google traditionally has awarded articles that are longer and like has displayed you more on better on Google, has ranked you better on Google if your article was longer. If it was longer and like successfully delivered. Well, I don't think AI could necessarily understand that. Is the longer thing that has what's the. um... It's just called like bounce back where like if you go to a web page and you yeah, leave it very rate. quickly, bounce rate. Yeah. yeah so rate. like does longer just mean staying on longer? Which no, I think the crawler better. also like reads how many words are in the article and there's part of their algorithm has traditionally been like 
oh, if something is longer, that means it's more valuable information, which means we're going to rank it higher. Over the years, they have tried to mitigate that because that led to websites just filling so much stuff. Like I remember one of the first articles mm. I ever had to write was like how to take a screenshot on the Galaxy S4 or something. And I had to be like, the Samsung Galaxy S4 is the fourth generation of mobile phone and the same. And it just like, I could literally write an SEO article in my sleep. Like I, I was getting paid per 100 words. So an article that needed to be 50 words, I would make 600 words. Every college paper I've ever written. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same thing. But it's a terrible way to make the internet run. For sure. Um, so it creates this inherent tension where if Google still is using length to sort of like rank things, which I think they're trying to get like change, it's just very weird that they would be like, yeah, like we suggested you this article, but now we're just going to shorten it to what you originally could have written it as anyway. It's really, yeah, the tension is funny because if they were prioritizing length, but then also now are prioritizing the short, shortened version, it's clear that people were more into the shortened version. Yeah. And like we make, we see this all the time with like, I'll make a 20 minute YouTube video and people will skip through the chapters and like read the top three comments and leave. And yeah. I know that that's how they behave sometimes. Also, what you're talking about with reviews, when people have a, the sort of a summary of the review at the top before getting into the rest of the review, I don't run a site like that, but I would be willing to bet that a large portion of the traffic reads the first paragraph and like the little summary at the top and then pieces out. Yeah. Like most people will do that. Yeah. So yeah, people do prioritize like quickly getting the access to the information they're after and then and then leaving. And that's what this is showing that they're trying to satisfy. The funny thing about this though is that Google is trying to keep you on Google.com now with the current search generative experience that isn't the article summary. Yeah. Because it are like they've already been in hot water for this before by like scraping Wikipedia and just like putting it within the Google.com yeah. web website. And now they're doing that even more intensely where they scrape websites Everything. and just put it in a in a chat GPTS. And I would argue this, what we're talking about right now, has the one step in it that makes it feel not as bad, which is getting to the page. In the article, yeah. Getting to the article and summarizing there. If that becomes a stay in your bra in your search list and like a pop-up comes up summarizing it, that's where this gets mm -hmm. really yeah, I don't bad. Think I, I don't think it could do that. Yeah. If that gets to that, that's a very bad yeah. move it's like the, there's a co-pilot in edge yeah right that kind of does this already like you'll be reading a paper or a, a you know a 50 page research paper and you just hit the summarize button and of course yeah it's super useful that ai can give you like the bullet pointed list of the most important facts from that paper ideally it's factually accurate because it's trained on the paper that it just read for you but yeah, summarizing articles or summarizing, I'm guessing it says articles, but it's Chrome. You could summarize anything. You yeah. can summarize whatever web page you're on. Well, so one thing about this is it says that the feature is designed to work only on articles that are freely available to the public on the web. So, so if it, you're behind a paywall, uh, you can't. It doesn't work on paywall. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I also foresee a problem with like articles that are written with a lot of nuance or a lot of yeah. like, um, if you're being very like pedantic or just like language is very like flowy. Like I can say something in such a way that, you know, I'm joking. And if the search generative experience thing, it doesn't give you all the context of what I'm talking about before, it could seem like like something that I say that I don't actually mean, and you know that I don't actually mean it, they don't know it that. as a bullet point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can just put it as a bullet point. Yeah. So it doesn't understand sarcasm. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that's sarcasm a, that's an easier way to say that. Sounds like the YouTube comments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's rolling out um, on mobile pretty soon here, and then they'll eventually move it to the web. I'm very curious to try it, but I also am like, why Is do it, we have to make do you think everything it could pull a recipe? Sorry, I interrupted. No, it's okay. Recipes are the number one thing that should be shorted. <laughs> yeah, well, I, and I agree. <laughs> what you were saying with articles is exactly what recipes notoriously do. You're yeah. like, how do I make banana bread? What ingredients do I need? Back in 1929, <laughs> when I my, was 14, my, my grandma, mother used to. <laughs> I do think part of that though isn't for search engine optimization. There's like some sort of copyright in there where like you need to include some form of like work oh, around it. Yeah, to make to make that either be your recipe or so you don't get hit by somebody else if you wind up having the same recipe, which is super common because hmm. food is food and yeah. people have been making True. it forever. But, but there's also... Please just fucking give me the freaking <laughs> recipe. the box at the top. Like every review is the I box need? at the top. Yeah. Just give me the box at the it's top. It's so hard to find the actual recipe. Mm -hmm. when yeah, you're paragraph seven tells you how much sugar. Paragraph nine tells you how much how many eggs you need. You just keep having to yeah, read. How paragraph are you ten gonna... tells me tells you my grandma's favorite song when she was fourteen. <laughs> you can you just want to find that cup of nutmeg and then get there. Don't um, don't trigger me, Andrew. <laughs> Wait, can you explain that? <laughs> when I was in college, I made a nut nutmeg lasagna. Um, what? Yeah. It was a, it was a nutmeg, uh, lasagna that was made of acorn squash, uh, cause I was vegetarian for Whoa. like a decade. And, um, I read, well, I pulled this recipe and it said that it required a pinch of nutmeg, but I was ha having my friend help me with the shopping list and he put a cup of nutmeg. I did not question anything. I went and bought. A cup of nutmeg, which at the store I was like, this is like sixty dollars to you buy this much. Wait, nutmeg. wait, it's not just no, sixty dollars. No, no, I know. I didn't. Yes. I didn't buy it in one cup. I bought it in many small cups. <laughs> Everyone in this story gets to that part. Like, how though? They're so small. <laughs> I was like sixty dollars, and then I got back. I made it, and I was eating, and I was like, this is really bad. And then I was like, I was so focused on like getting through it. I ate a quarter of it, and I started feeling like woozy. And then I looked it up later. Nutmeg is a hallucinogenic if you eat enough of it. It's like dang <laughs> dangerous too. I yeah, think. it can yeah, be yeah. dangerous. Well, so don't that. don't do that. Do not do that. But don't um, eat a cup, a okay, cup yeah. of nutmeg. Anyway, uh, was that what you were doing? Where you were you referencing? That's what I was referencing. One hundred percent. Well, I have to tell Isn't the story. It's my favorite story. It's Claire's favorite story. <laughs> I think too. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was long. The ago. amount of red flags of like, I need you to buy one cup of nutmeg, and you get to the store and nutmeg is in these little things. I'd be like, this is gonna go crazy. I, I just wish you were like, to a guy who walked by, how many of these is a cup? And they would be like, what on earth are you opening you a know what's bake depressing? shop? This this uh, lasagna cost me like eighty five dollars, and I had to throw it all out. Oh my god. Yeah. Remember we were talking about how like Trader Joe's cashiers like. <laughs> <laughs> look at what you're buying and like comment on it to you. I know nobody said <laughs> to anything. To the cash register. Like, <laughs> when you tried to check out with a pound of nutmeg in your cart, was nobody like, are you, are you, what are you doing with this? Yeah. I, I wanted wow. one of the people to be like, oh, I used to go crazy in college too. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't get flagged like buying NyQuil or something I know. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, might be on a list somewhere. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, maybe if SGE could remind me, the search generator experience could tell me that that's too much nutmeg. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I would like this feature. Or if you didn't have to spend 25 minutes reading the beginning of an article about yeah. acorn squash lasagna. Maybe that's why I missed You might have just been honestly, tired. Your eyes were was like weary. Pinch, and cup. <laughs> I don't know. My grandma's favorite song. <laughs> I don't know. It's too much information in there.
Anyway, all right. all right. Next topic. Oh, this is the last one, so it's not even like I'm really picking anything from that. EV headlines in a hat. I think it's just regarding the fact that we have... Uh, we have a second uh, hat. Wow. <laughs> Another oh, hat. No one headlines. saw it coming. We have enough EV headlines that How there's you... a second hat oh, to wait, pick wait, out of. How did you make that the last one? I think one? that he. I didn't mean to make it the last one. In fact, that's impressive. Judging by how much all these articles are, I really wish that one was first <laughs> in terms of flow. So yeah, that's fair. We'll see where we're gonna ad break here. Okay. We might have a pretty quick Adam, next ad break. Or just re recombine the podcast later. Make this the the, be the <laughs> beginning. Uh, Fisker says it will adopt Tesla's NACS connector. We can move on because they haven't shipped any cars. I too am adding yes. an NACS connector <laughs> to too. myself in 2025. I am announcing by 2025, I, like I will be announce. powered by Tesla's NACS connector. Didn't we, Fisker said they Do we really the have car, to talk right? about this? So, well, because they, Fisker also is doing, I mean, I just think it's funny, first of all, that we are, we were like, oh my God, big companies adopting NACS. This is cool. Wow, a lot of other companies do. Everyone's following the trend. We're at the point now where a company, I don't even know if they make cars anymore, is adopting the trend or of I like, say anymore, we've hit, never really made, made one. <laughs> sort of, didn't they make one and then like sort Karma of. took it over and they made then a, yeah. the Fisker Bro. Karma and then the Karma Rivero? I got to tell you a story real quick. Short story. Okay. My first ever CES in like 2016, I'm writing for Android Authority. Give like Keep that in mind. The Fisker CEO, John Fisker, whatever his name is, like mm -hmm. waves me down and was like, "Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to do a like interview? Like, do you want to do an interview with me? Like, well, you, you could write an interview." And I was like, "For Android Authority?" He's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I literally made an article and video with the CEO of this car. Did the car company. have like Android in it or something? No, he was zero. Just, like, looking was for just, anybody with a notepad. They just had like an EV that they never made on the show floor. Classic. But it's crazy that the CEO of a car company was that desperate that he wanted the CES Bro, you're special big kid. I was like 20 years old. Yeah. I was younger. I was like He saw it. 19. He saw that dog in you. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> the CES special is a car that's never coming out and gets coverage at CES. I that's... probably still have the video up on YouTube. Oh, it's a video too. That's amazing. Wait, what yeah. are the new... I mean, we just have... Also, I kind of put this in there because there's the ocean sure. and the pear, right? Yeah. Pear. So okay. They look cool. To give them credit, Fisker has announced two new vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the vehicles themselves, which they have shown, I guess, working versions of to some press, and I've seen some people make videos about them as if they're real... They look really cool, as they do look lots sick. of them, and, and I, I appreciate that. But there's always this level of like when you do coverage. I guess it's mostly with cars. Like I, I don't really do this with smartphones anymore because you kind of know when it's coming out. Whoa. But like when a car, when a car gets shown to you, Wait, I, I end up having to do like an extra layer of like, is this ever going to actually come out? And sometimes you're just wrong about that on their website. They have like a bunch of cars that I've like never Those seen might before. Not be the Fisker Alaska. But they're an I mean, EV only company, aren't they? Uh, well, no, because wasn't the Fisker Karma the like hybrid, hybrid one? Oh. And it was like, but it was a weird way how they did the hybrid. It was a bit different. It um, says nothing about the car, but it just lets you pre-order. Am I right in saying the Karma Rivero, which we can say is the Fisker Karma? Uh -huh. I think so. It was a hybrid in the fact that like the gasoline was used to power, was, was to give electricity to EV motors versus yeah some weird differently like, it was a gas generator for ev 
text. It's very strange. And it had weird. like the like the middle the back didn't have a middle seat because the battery went through like the middle of the all the seats. I don't Yeah. I don't know. The pair in the ocean look cool. Um, but like you Ronin said, tab and tell me that car is ever coming out. Definitely, I don't not. even know what this is. <laughs> they only yeah. made this as a reaction to the Roadster. That's literally it. Yeah, this is the Alaska looks sick. But Alaska is a truck. Pair and Ocean are the ones they said are coming out. We'll see. I also want to, on top of what you said though, like, and I've totally agree. You you announce a bunch of stuff. You're around for a while, but nothing ever comes out. You get skeptical. Yeah, this has happened before, and the story has been a success. Like Lucid, one of the first trips I ever took working here. Mm-hmm. We saw the Lucid Air as what they were saying was a very close to finished prototype. Okay, I mean, so so there's like three categories of mm-hmm. car announcement. There's one, the car gets announced by a reputable enough car company, and then sometime within the next year, it comes out. That's relatively immediate. Number two is car gets announced by either a reputable or somewhat new car company, and it's not on time, but eventually it does come out. And number three is car gets announced, car never comes out, car never had a shot of coming out. Where's Roadster in that? So Roadster is unknown. I tend to think it's in the eventually category. Cybertruck also in the eventually category. Like it's not coming out on time, but it seems to like eventually be coming Mm -hmm. out. Lucid is in the eventually category. Lucid definitely got to the point also of like- It was years. uh, Yeah, and it got to the like, Almost assuming it's not coming out category. Yeah, like, it was in danger of like because the company's financial history was questionable. But we have uh, we have like what was the first one we saw the the Faraday future. the Faraday future. That's, <laughs> yeah. The Faraday future. I feel like is in the never category. What comes yeah. out? What comes out first? The Fisker Ronin Roadster or the Motors. Faraday future? <laughs> That's I could have tough. said ocean repair, but I do think those might come out. The, the, I think they're the pair is supposed to be thirty grand. That's yeah, another it's supposed thing. to be cheap. I when whenever it's in the eventually category, there's a really big chance that there's a bunch of changes to it by the time it actually comes out. So if yeah. we saw the Lucid and that was a pretty cool car, but let's be honest, there's a lot of things that are different about it. Same thing with Cybertruck. Like we saw the Cybertruck like five years ago, and by the time it comes out, lots of changes, interior and exterior. So yeah, we're seeing this announcement of a Fisker pair, and they're they're saying starting at twenty nine thousand nine hundred dollars, and has this much range, and has it looks beautiful, but just going by Fisker's record here, even if it does eventually come out, which I doubt, it's not going to look like this or be priced like this or have the specs. To be fair, it also does say 2025 so that's it's like an announcement with a long date at the end of it 2025 is i think a respectable date that they're not going to hit <laughs> i think a long way out would be like 2027 or 8 yeah or like how um what company it was it like lamborghini who said that they were gonna have their cars no electric toy- by 2030 to, uh, well, almost oh, everyone's done promises. that yeah i think toyota did one i think audi did one um i think Almost everyone's like made 2030 that pledge, is I a think. pretty good. Like you got seven years. Yeah, that's, pretty that's solid. to completely change a whole. A lot of like stop were... producing ice also and yeah. like just this is just to release one car. Yeah. yeah, some of those are nebulous too. They're like we want half of our cars sold to be electric by 2030, and you're like, okay, so you need to like make sure the electric ones are popular and not just existing but terrible. Mm-hmm. So there's some some interesting uh, nuances to those. But yeah, do you want to take an ad break? We're probably in a pretty solid. Yeah, we got a couple more. Here. We'll EVs do a trivia, and then um, Adam can ask us when Fisker was started, and or <laughs> how long the interview David had with him was. Or... I could find that. 
Trivia. Okay. Oh, funny. it was Henrik Fisker. Yeah, by the Heinrich. Way. I don't want to mis- oh, represent Henrik, not a John. I think he said. Yeah. Um, funny you say that because my trivia question was oh, no. about the Fisker Ronin. I hate it. And okay. then you guys spoke about the Fisker Ronin. So last it's minute, I had to scramble. Well, can you tell us what it was? Because I just don't know anything about it. It was Ronin. just there are four cars that you can currently reserve on the website. They oh. are the Pair, the Ocean, the Alaska, and the What. Oh, weird. And then you I guys was just on their website. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. the Ronin. As soon as you guys started looking at the website, I was like, damn. Do you know what I can't give them credit for? This website is way better than all the other weird yeah. EV Remember how bad this is actually Town website the Lawrence Town website, was. Lawrence Town website. It's so bad. It's never coming out either. <laughs> all right, yeah. next question. So Lucid has two cars. The Lucid Air and the Lucid What? That's not true. <laughs> oh. Wait, that oh. they're shipping right now? No, no. I never oh, said shipping. Because oh, oh. <laughs> they're planning on an yeah, shipping. Yeah, they're planning on one. How can you Which do one EV planning? questions when you know that I will get them wrong? Because <laughs> you guys were talking about EVs just How now. can you do any questions? Honestly, I don't, I I don't even wrong. know the name. <laughs> I, when I visited Lucid uh, to see the air, they had like the, I can, I'll say it was an, it's an SUV under a, like a, a tarp or whatever. Recently or the time I went? I was there by myself. Okay. And I think they were showing me the Air GT and they were like, here's our next project. It's, and I, I was like, can you show it to me? And they're like, no, 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 it's under a tarp. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> cool. I know it's, it's happening eventually, but yeah. They're, they're, I'm just going to do that at sea. Yes. I'm just going to have a car under a tarp and people are going to be like, what's that? I'll be like, no, no, no. New EV. It's got an ECS. Yeah. Can I see it? No. No, no. no <laughs> Is there no. a name? Nope. So I don't know the name, but I have seen it under a tarp. So there's that. How do you know it wasn't just like a cardboard box? I don't. In the shape of a car. <laughs> it was in the shape of an SUV, and I think I saw the bottom of the wheels. To be fair, it. half those prototypes basically are cardboard. <laughs> it might have been clay. It might have been clay. It's like when they put um, the like they put special wraps on cars to like camouflage, make, them. camouflage them, but it's like you're just pointing it out to me, and I know what the body <laughs> yep. looks like now. Also, the camouflage wrap on the Cybertruck's hilarious because there's no lines that it's taking away yeah. from. Like, I on wonder the what it'll look like. <laughs> I wonder what that could be. Yeah. Anyway, all right, we'll get to the answers at the very end, but we, we'll be... We didn't even get the question yet, did we? Oh, no, we did get the... We did. <laughs> Cut that. Yeah, it's lucid. That's going to stay in. We'll be right back. Thanks. <laughs> Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI-powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key 
allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution, like you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte. Team up. Fight on. All right. Welcome back. We've got our last section of headlines in a hat. And second hat. This is the second hat. So <laughs> this is just EV headlines, right? Just wait till next time we do EV this. headlines. There's going to be hats. Still, uh, there's still EV headlines. Correct. Okay. Headlines in two hats. All right. I've got, I've got the second to last one it's got. All right. Lamborghini teases first fully electric supercar ahead of official reveal August 18th. Oh, that's in that will, yeah, that, when this comes this out, goes out oh, we'll see what out. it looks like. Wait, I want to see the teaser. There's not much we can see in this. The teaser so is just like, an image. It's just yeah. a very shadowy image. Oh, it's a silhouette. Wait, but, have we brightened uh, it yet? Uh, we haven't. Do it <laughs> live right. on air here. I actually right did back in the day, like the OnePlus, I think what happened, it was like the OnePlus 5, like they released a teaser image and they literally forgot to like i just took it into photoshop and like brightened it yeah it revealed the entire thing that's happened before i did that to a a bunch of subsequent ones and i think tesla did one where they hid a secret message in it that said like nice try but they had actually blacked out the rest of the silhouette yeah this one's not giving me anything this one will be fun though because uh yeah why we're saying all this if you you might have seen it already and if you haven't you can hear what we said and then see how wrong we are immediately after because it will have been revealed exactly so lamborghini is interesting lamborghini is one of those companies that i don't know if they ever swore they wouldn't make an ev for some reason i have it in my mind that lamborghini said they were never going to make an electric car that's a dumb thing to say but yeah <laughs> but uh they did reveal the revuelto which i believe is a hybrid they had electrified their flagship so it's a v12 with a battery and electric motors which they're they're not the first they're not the last to do this ferrari has done this with sf90 like we have lots of performance hybrids we expect one from porsche lots of others bugatti the list goes on and on but a fully electric Lamborghini is interesting uh, because, well, I guess to, to make a long story short, they have to contend with weight. Like any of these uh, mm-hmm. uh, supercars and hypercars and super fast cars, the typical formula when you hear about a new McLaren or a Lamborghini or a Lotus or anything like that, it's a super lightweight car. And the way they get so fast is by generating a lot of power to weight. And now I want to remember exactly who said it. Uh, I think it's McLaren. Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) McLaren, (laughs) I'm just getting into the weeds with cars, but uh, one of their flagships from like 2016 or whatever it was, the McLaren P1, 2000, whenever it came out, the P1, one Mm -hmm. of the the Holy Trinity was a hybrid. And they're notorious for making really lightweight cars. And I think their CEO or someone at the head of them was like, all right, for the successors to the P1, we don't want to make like a 2,000 kilogram, 2,000 horsepower car. Like anyone can do that. Kind of like what Rimac just did. They just yeah. made a, a heavy, heavy 2,000 horsepower supercar and it's fast as a bullet, but it's not quite the same. It doesn't have the lightweight spirited feel as, an, as a performance car should. 
Uh, so we're expecting them to not make a fully electric car. So that's why it's interesting that Lamborghini is actually going to make a fully electric car. And maybe they have something up their sleeve. Maybe it's a smaller than we expect battery. Maybe there's some new battery tech that they're going to use. I don't know if they have a date. They said they're announcing it soon. So maybe it's going to come out soon. But it's fascinating. I mean, if I were to ever think like, honestly, an, an EV where I didn't care about 300 miles of range would probably be a sports car that I'm not driving all the time. Because if, you yeah. if you're affording one of these, you have other cars. This For is not sure. your daily. Yeah. Um, so that would kind of fit there pretty well yeah so the revuelto is a 2024 model it has an a six and a half liter 800 horsepower v12 and three electric motors so it, it totals uh, about a thousand horsepower and it's not as heavy as an ev because it's like a small battery mm -hmm. it does i don't know six miles on a battery but it's mostly six just miles like, yeah, it's torque fill. It's like, remember the E-Ray? So the Corvette E-Ray? No. Tiny, tiny battery. <laughs> so what Corvette did, they've made rear-wheel drive uh, sports cars for forever. They finally made a mid-engine version, whatever. They've been very successful. The C8 is like everywhere. And they just made a hybrid version for the first time. It's their first all-wheel drive car. What they, what they did is they had the, the engine power the back wheels and the electric motor power the front wheels. Whoa. And they're completely separate from each what? other. What? And so when you switch... To, from electric only mode, which is front wheel drive, just like petering along at 20 miles an hour. <laughs> when you switch to hybrid mode, there's like this sync that has to happen and this animation plays on the screen and you, you like see everything, like sync the RPMs and then the engine turns on and matches RPMs and then you're going. Wow. So because there's separate systems, it's sick. this crazy, yeah, this like dance the car has to do to like turn into a hybrid. Um, Truly but, a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, basically. But most <laughs> of these cool. other ones are using the electric motors as torque fill for the gaps in torque for a normal gas car. Like a normal gas engine mm. has a torque curve that looks oh. like this, and then you shift gears and it looks like this again, and then you shift gears it looks like this again. Just... And so if you're at like 2,000 RPM in fifth gear and you floor it, you're not going to immediately jet off. You're going to have to wait for it to shift down and then build boost and then get up torque. So while all that is happening, the electric motors push you forward as if you have that instant feel. That's the idea of a performance hybrid, basically. Uh, wow. I'm and just, just more power off the like the launch and just right? more general power. Yeah. yeah. Once you're going, it's just it's making the torque curve higher because you have more total power to deal with. This, uh, I guess we haven't really described the the photo. Does it not kind of look like the top of a Cybertruck if it got, like, stepped on? <laughs> Am I wrong? Stepped on by you're not wrong. Well, then it was created by a company that cares about what it looks like. It's funny. You know what's funny about a lot of these newer EVs is there a lot of sports cars and supercars now are just bigger than ever. Yeah. And this just looks like a big car, like a long car. I feel like a lot of Lamborghinis are... I've, a lot of sedans, I think people underestimate how long they are. Yeah, but a lot of well, these two-door cars are like almost as long as a sedan. Like the Aventador is kind of big. Dude, and the Rimac was wide, Big, too. wide. Yeah, the, the Rimac is the widest car in the entire collection. Yeah, so, and my knees still feel like they're going to go through the windshield yeah. when I sat in it. But Yeah, it does look like a like a Magic Mouse. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to see this because Lamborghinis always look interesting they have the, their very own stylized choices um and i think mm. some people really like them i don't love them but like i 
they look crazy and yeah. i appreciate that and it'll it just be sick. weird imagine a silent lamborghini because that will so be really used to it being so loud and like that's a whole big part oh are they gonna make a noise <gasps> i was just gonna ask yes that. are they gonna make a noise i think they would do it what about what happened to that whatever happened to the dodge that was making those crazy noises before <laughs> was it did that, that ever come out it was the know. camaro it was, it a, Camaro, was a, right? challenger. a challenger. Challenger. Oh yeah, challenger, challenger. I don't know if it ever came out. I don't think it came out yet. I think it was like 2024 car or something. Lamborghini could do I heard some wild speaker that. noise. I could see that. It seems like they would be the ones who want to do that. Like the Porsche right now, the Taycan is actually the loudest EV I've ever heard. From the outside, I can I can be walking down the street or like near the window of my house and hear a Taycan coming before I see it. That's wow, how loud that's the speaker cool. is. Crazy. And I have a feeling. Lamborghini might do something similar. I love. The, I just love imagining you as like, versus someone who like, looks for birds and hears like a bird chirp and is like, "That's a red-breasted robin." Like, uh, you're just like, <laughs> "It's a Titan." Whoever's talking, you're like, "Shh, shh." There's a Titan. It's a Titan. <laughs> it's coming our way. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is it the Challenger or the Charger? Challenger. The article I'm looking at right now says the Dodge Chargers EVs fake exhaust sound. Yeah, <laughs> I think that leaves us one last. Is there one more? One, one more. more. One mo. Okay. Who Perfect. wants it? <laughs> you should pick the last headline. I have don't cheat thoughts about the last headline. You already know. How it do is. you know what it is? How do you know Did what you it look is? in the hat? You didn't even know there was a second hat. You've been reading it from the side. We're of the definitely hat. doing all of this off the dome and not with an outline in front of us. Okay, <laughs> Tesla launches lower range Model X and Y that are ten thousand dollars cheaper. What? Oh, right. Oh yeah, I already read that. <laughs> ah, we were talking they about this. we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So I have thoughts. I'll I'll just give you the black and white nuts and bolts of what Tesla just did, and then we can react to it. Yeah. So Tesla just announced a new base trim for the Model S and Model X. It is ten thousand dollars less than the previous base trim, which was the long range. So there was a long range and a plaid. Now this is the standard range. Ten thousand dollar lower price. So for Model S, that goes from eighty nine grand to seventy nine grand. And it is a roughly 80 mile shorter max battery capacity. So the max range goes from the long range, about 400 miles to 320 miles. Uh, that's basically it. And the question that we had was, is this actually a new vehicle, like a new battery, a smaller battery being shipped? Or is this what Tesla's done in the past, which is the same exact piece of hardware software limited I think someone, to be slower and have less Someone range. confirmed it was a software limited. It is, in fact, a software limited version. Yeah. So, uh, it's yeah. It's also slower. It is a little bit slower. It's 3.7 um, instead of 3.1. Yeah, which honestly... Also probably software. <laughs> they're going to feel the same. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a software limit. But our question was like, is that worth it? And how do we feel about it? Honestly, I think my gut reaction is most people are going to be fine with 320 miles of range. And I think it's probably the best deal of the Model S and X, but also it is kind of weird paying for extra battery and never having access to it because that's happened before. People were speculating that they might allow you to pay to unlock the extra range. Were people actually speculating they were, that? Or? After they you were buy it? speculating that. This is not a thing oh, that was announced. There was a thing saying, like, will they ever let you buy the rest of the battery yeah. later? Yeah. Hmm. Like they they got into hot water a long time ago for during some like it was a hurricane was in Florida. It, it was a hurricane in Florida. They software unlocked everyone's extra range, which was super cool. But then it people also were evacuating that they were doing. But it. then it was like, wait, I had this extra battery the yeah, whole time. No one knew. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. So my take 
is that if you live in a home with a home charger and you generally don't travel more than 300 miles a day, then I would pay the $10,000 less. But if I didn't have a home with a home charger, I would probably pony up for the extra range. I'm going to guess that if you're buying a Model S or X, which is already more expensive than the 3 and the Y, yes. then you have enough money to have a home charger because you could well, get a model, a you could get a long range, true, you could get a long range Model Y for less than the price of this new Model S and it will have more range. So if you really yeah. care about range, you can buy yeah. range. That's but true. this is going to be like, yeah, the luxury bigger S or X. Um, I don't know. It's, it is, yeah, it's weird that you, I'm guessing if, if Tesla ever does allow you to unlock the battery that you are carrying it'll around with you, it'll grand. cost more than the yeah, 10 grand. Cost 15 to 20. I, I have a yeah. pitch okay. that I thought was kind of interesting, but I don't want to give them any ideas or people are going to get mad at me for a potential subscription. Subscription. Something. Uh, here we go. Here okay. We go. okay. We've talked about in the past about how the full self-driving is like X amount or they were doing potentially like a subscription model, right? And mm -hmm. people were saying like, maybe you're going on a trip or you're traveling a lot one month. Maybe you want to pay just by the month. Oh yeah. I think this makes way more sense with range. If you have 300 miles of range, and you want to mm. pay for one month where you're doing a really long road trip to get the extra range to make that not as bad, pay a hundred bucks for that month or something like a la carte extra battery, but yeah. you spend a lesser amount from the start. Actually wouldn't mind that. I think that sounds way more reasonable than paying for, I don't, yeah. uh, like month to month full self-driving. If you're someone who always does road trips the same time of year every year, you just pay for that one month. I feel like a lot of people do it once a year. Yeah. Why pay the extra 10000 I, I like inherently dislike the <laughs> the like, the like business model of giving you everything but software locking it. Like yeah. that is a, a pretty new thing that has only existed in the last oh, few yeah. years. And yeah. it bothers me intensely. I can't figure out why it doesn't bother me. I I, I feel <laughs> like it should bother me. I uh -huh. because the comments I keep seeing are like, "I paid for all this battery. I should be able to have it." Yeah. But technically, but you, you didn't. didn't. Well, in this yeah. si this case now, yeah, you you're not paying for it because you are paying less. And yeah. like, there is an argument to be like, "Well, I really did want a Model S, and yeah. now there is a more affordable version." Yeah, I think the way that Tesla sees it is like. There are people who are not willing to pay 90 grand for a car, but that are willing to pay 80 grand for a car. And they will, they're willing to take a smaller margin on what they would normally make on the Model S if they access this audience that is willing to pay $10,000 less, but not yeah. if it was $10,000 more. And just for clarity, the reason they're not making a new car with a smaller battery for this price point is because it actually Costs takes more, more money mm -hmm. to develop and create a new SKU and ship two different versions of the car. Yeah. So they're just gonna continue mass producing the same car with a software lock and then take a smaller margin on it to get more people in the door on Model S. Yeah. I get it. it. Means they got some sick margins on the uh, oh, the higher car. version. Though. Of course. Oh, I yeah. wonder if anyone yeah. will try to hack it to like unlock the range. Someone will definitely try. I'll try. Yeah. I have a conspiracy theory. Yes. Yeah. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> not everyone all at once. Question first. Can mm -hmm. you still not buy out the car at the end of your lease with Tesla? No, you can't. You cannot do that. No. So what if they're like leasing these out and then when they get the car back, they just sell it? 
as the full range model. Well, or they have the option to select whichever model they want yeah, it to be. Yeah, true. Yeah. But because they do that with full self driving, because you yeah. can't buy the car at the end of your lease. So they mm -hmm. take it back, they install full self driving, and then they sell it for the same price as a new car. But it's a great value because you're getting it with full self driving. It'll pay for itself later. It's weird. Like, do we think, do we feel Deep differently cut. about full self driving than access to the battery? Because full self-driving... I prefer access well, yeah, to the battery. One's real. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> if you just define it as full self-driving is software on the car that takes advantage of hardware that you already have, right? It's the cameras and the computer and everything, and it's just software on the car. Yeah. And that's the same thing as the extra range. It's software on the car that takes advantage of the hardware, the battery that you already have. Yeah. I'll argue the, the difference is that the software for full self-driving is ever updating to get better, mm -hmm. whereas the software to just give you the range that's in the battery. Th that's just software that's literally locking you out, where the other one is software that's growing. So I, I think there is an actual mm -hmm. difference there. Um, that's why I think the battery one feels a little worse, whereas the full self-driving one, like some cameras and stuff they're adding, but those are probably like way smaller margin things where like, having this big chunk of battery like those batteries are expensive and you yeah own it and it's yeah there. i like technically it. technically do yeah i don't know well that becomes its whole other controversy as well as like do you own the thing you do like which you, like ford got in trouble with with like not allowing people to sell the car after because but i bought the car i own it why right. do you get to tell me if i can anymore it, right the one weird quirk with the with the standard range model s because it's a software lock is you can charge it to a hundred percent every day and never experience range degradation because you're not actually charging it to a hundred percent oh yeah that's a good question is at a hundred percent in well, the in the ramping up curve of the battery or is yeah, like no also probably an advantage you'll probably experience a faster 90 to 100 percent charge is there, but if the battery thinks it's only x amount is this is the the ramping down thing I know it is a hardware limitation, but do they also have they stuff built in, in the software as well yeah. to I think help you, protect? That's a good question. We may have to like play with it, but I, I would imagine they kind of treat it like a glass ceiling. Like it knows it has more battery hardware, but it'll charge on the ramp on the way to 100% and then just cut. That'd be pretty sweet. It's the first twenty. It's funny that we sweet. think it's pretty sweet when really it's literally the exact same thing everybody <laughs> right. else is doing already. But like, yeah. and that's one, looking at it differently. It's one argument for spending 10,000 less though, because usually when you're, if as long as your everyday commute, like you said, is yeah. it more than 320 miles or 328 Tesla EPA rated miles? <laughs> yeah. um, 260. Yeah. yeah. Like you're only going to charge on a road trip where you're charging multiple times to 80% anyways because you're losing time. Yeah. So if in this there car, you is, 100. you're just do, you're doing it exactly the same as the other car on a road trip. Yeah. Yeah. $10,000 yeah. is a lot of money for like 80 miles. You know? You know That's why people are saying it's such a good deal. It's because you got $10,000 off and you still get 320 miles. Yeah, I consider that a pretty good deal. It it's weird. Like it feels like Tesla tried to pull one over on its customers, but maybe the customers are winning on this one. <laughs> because if you're treating road trips exactly the same anyways, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and you're charging, your, you're charging your garage to 100% every day. You get 320 miles every yeah. day. And the person who has the long-range car is going to charge to 80%, which is also 320 miles. You know, That's so <laughs> funny. Like With $10,000, you could buy... A MacBook Pro, <laughs> a Pixel Fold, <laughs> and a Magic Leap. Yeah, uh, no, that's, that's, uh, where did that come I, from? Like Four thousand dollars, wasn't it? I don't know. 
I think that's probably it for our thoughts. That. I mean, I I doubt we're gonna like get one of these cars just to test mm-hmm. it, but I think we're gonna see some tests. Some people are gonna get these cars, and this always happens with Tesla cars. People immediately go test them to see what the behavior is. So, someone, please, if you're listening to this and you get one of these standard range cars, plug it into a supercharger, go to 100%, and measure if it actually slows down dramatically as it approaches 320 miles, or if it just like slams into 320 and stops. Cause we I'm all want really interested in that. I want to know. LG, if you're listening, please get me this TV. <laughs> yeah. Ten I, of them, yeah. The LG Stand By Me Go. I need it immediately. God, they're so good at me. Walking products. down the sidewalk on your moonwalkers in your briefcase. <laughs> that man is from the and future. Your, and your extra glasses. <laughs> if I see somebody like unreal. that, I'm, I'm crossing the sidewalk. Let's put it that way. I'm crossing the street. That's it. That's it for uh, that's it for our our headlines in a hat. I think that was pretty fun. We know what's coming in the next couple weeks. There will probably be some more headlines, but you know, let us know if you enjoyed the headlines in a hat. Can we make a limited edition headlines in a hat hat? Yeah, (laughs) the the headlines store. Yeah, it just says headlines in a hat. We can call it the headlines in a hat. Yeah, it's called headlines in a. Yeah, headlines in a. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's a hat, so just as yeah. headlines in a in one word across <laughs> the front of it. That's, yep. <laughs> that's a great merch. And you'll wear it, and people will be like, "What does your hat say?" Like, don't, don't worry, worry about, about it. it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Trivia it. is uh, <laughs> the last thing we have to do. You so have to let's do it. it. Can I steal a whiteboard? Please? Trivia. So you, quick sir. update on the score. Mm, we don't need to do that part. Yeah, this is my least favorite part of every episode. I think we should do Marquez with four. Nice. Andrew with. Wait, let me double check the math here. Twenty if you do this, carry the one. Oh wait, just one. Okay, <laughs> you <David>. carried it. <laughs> oh my God, David with six. That is the. That is it. All right, That's right, nerds. So, question one: yeah. We were talking about YouTube Music. What audio codec does YouTube Music use? I don't know the answer. To oh, I forgot that this is the question. Total guess. I don't even know if this is a codec. I think this is just a something video I see format. when it comes with audio. I'm so glad Ellis isn't here to just shame all of us right now. You know what I'm guessing by? I feel like back in the day I saw a support page for like, cause I tried to, I tried to migrate from Spotify to Google Music. Oh. And I think I had, I saw a support page with this codec on it. That's a total <laughs> shot in the dark. What do you guys say? All right. Uh, oh. Andrew and I have the same answer. I said AAC. Oh, AC. Good wow. job, guys. David, what'd you say? Good job, guys. That was great. <laughs> All right. So, the Fisker question. <laughs> David. Uh, okay. I had a. Here's my thought process. Okay. Okay. You know how on YouTube. <laughs> you know how on YouTube music you can switch between like music videos and just hearing the regular music? Okay. I said M4V, which is a video file. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm aware. It's a bold move right to go idea. for a video file and right an audio idea, question. Though. The but, right idea. But yeah, because it's like, if you already have audio embedded in a video file, you can just start playing. You can just keep playing it. Because you can dynamically switch between the music video and just the mm-hmm. song. So why not just get rid of the video, but keep playing, keep playing so the video, but only the audio track? I don't know how files work. <laughs> Evergreen, but I, work. but I think the I think Thanks. the audio in a video file still has to have an audio a codec. codec. I believe. Correct. Yeah, because every time you export an, a video file, you still have to choose what the audio codec yeah. is in it. So there's actually two answers to this question, there right? Because there's a container. There was AAC and Opus is the other one. Opus. O-P-U-S. I don't know what that is. is. That the con- I also don't really know what AAC is to be honest. AAC <laughs> audio. 
something. What does audio, 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 audio codec? <laughs> I like that. Audio Andrew's course. audio codec. It's audio and a codec. Advanced audio codec. Oh, uh, I wasn't that far off. That's pretty close. Well, I'm All proud right. of you guys. Yeah. Good job. So I'm proud right. of you guys. It's Marquez plus one. Because I Andrew have, plus one. You know, sportsmanship. That's what it's called. I double my points. This, <laughs> I'm just writing the Fisker SUV. Next question. Uh, it's not Fisker. Okay. Lucid Whoops. has two cars. <laughs> Lucid SUV. The Lucid Air and the Lucid what? And quick clarification to answer Marquez's earliest question. The second car is not out. It is supposedly coming in 2025, I believe. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll I'm, see. I know nothing about cars. I had a joke and then Marquez said something that made me think maybe I was on the right track. <laughs> so it's going to be rough when I get this wrong. Nice. I almost, I was like, Lucid Nevera? Was that what it was? <laughs> I don't Flip know. him and read. What do you got? <laughs> the Lu- I said the Lucid Big Boy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, man. Wrong. Okay. I said there's the Lucid Air and the Lucid C. I really wish that was true, <laughs> that but no. Cool. That would be That's dope. Awesome. Well, yeah. so the, I was thinking and then the Lucid, Lucid Land. Ocean, and then you yeah, said Fisker, Fisker and I was like, oh, did you just mess uh, that yeah, up? Maybe yeah. it is the uh, ocean, but I thought sea was funny. David, what'd you say? Air, ocean, fire, <laughs> air. <laughs> Everything changed when Tesla attacked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote the Sapphire, which I know is wrong, because it was the air had a Sapphire model, and it was oh. the fast. The fastest nice. version. Oh, nice, nice guess. Nope, it's the yeah. Lucid Gravity. That's oh, right. Oh yeah. Okay. That's right. Still, that's still a good way to stick with the air. No, yeah, it was a good. Yeah, it's a good name. Gravity. I like. It. Okay. I like Gravity. That's a cool name. Selling Luc- or Marquez SUV. doesn't think so. <laughs> Alright. The Gravity SUV. Gravity. I just think that we'll car names shouldn't down. be real words, like physical properties. Yeah. Mm. Like no, you don't like the Fisker pair. No, I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I think, <laughs> as lame as it sounds, like F one fifty, like Equinox, like Elantra, they just should have their own name. So you know? you're not a fan of the Ford. It Mustang. just feels. Mm, <laughs> some of them are like rare exceptions that work. That's okay. like that turns like iconic. It yeah, became that something out. that almost okay. oversteps what a Mustang actually like is. The like, Ford... If you say Mustang, you don't think horse, you think car. Yeah, true. The Ford. It's a Neutron. niche enough word, but it's just like I don't know the if. The Ford Neutron. It's kind of hard to explain air and gravity to people. Is it? Maybe it'll be easier when they're iconic. Air is the thing you breathe. It's better than computer monitor naming. That's that's true. Yeah, what if it was like <laughs> the Ford XG9715? Well, a lot of them are close. Like <laughs> EVs F-150 and EV6 oh, are not that far off. P100D and all of the P, P60, P70, yeah, and then D, true. that actually was a very EV6 confusing. EV6 GT yeah. is not that far off from whatever LG monitor. That's fair it's enough. It's staying there. Yeah. That's yeah. fair enough. At least GT is like standardized, you know? Yeah. True. And EV6 ev5 it's like everyone knows i mean you can decode all of the monitor names too yeah that doesn't make them good (laughs) true anyway that's probably yeah that's it for this week that's it for (laughs) this episode we have no more headlines and hats and we have no more marquez has had enough (laughs) yeah i wish i got more trivia points but you know that's okay i gained one this time so there it is thanks for watching (laughs) thanks for listening catch you guys next week peace Waveform is produced by Ellis Rovin and Adam Molino. We're partnered with Vox Media Podcast Network, and our intro-outro music was created by Vane Sill. Yes, I'm looking at you, Adam. You deserve to be second today.
Who did the last is one? Is this the test? David did, but I'll let you two do this. Okay. It made me depressed. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't like talking about Fisker. You got to unveil the second hat, though. That's true. Yeah. That was fun. That was, that was pretty, pretty sweet. That was worth it for me. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.